well, it's good to be here again. So good to see you all. We are at the very end of the voice of God of our series. And who has been blessed through the last couple of weeks? I certainly have. Awesome to see all those hands. We heard about hearing the voice of God. How can we be know? How can we hear Him? How does He speak to us? And I hope you got really encouraged and you, your faith stirred up to like, I want to hear your voice more. Who has like heard His voice more in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, here. Awesome. Who else? Who else? Who else? Come on. Yeah, don't be shy. Don't be shy. It's so good to see that. I actually myself, I, I love suddenly be, becoming more aware of his speaking and actually more longing for his speaking. And you know, the funny thing is we want to finish today um, that series. And, but when we finish it, like we, we talked so much about, hey, how can we hear his voice? But today I want to finish with like, how can we follow his voice? Because if we hear his voice, it will be important that we're ready to say, all right, I want to follow his voice. Are you hearing me? And uh, before I get right into it, let me pray and then we start. Thank you, Jesus, so much for every person in this room, for every person watching a podcast right now. And I thank you that you have a great plan for our life. I thank you that we, it's not per accident that we're here. And I pray that you speak now. Thank you that you are living God who loves us, has a reckless love for us. And we want to hear from you. And we want to be people that are not just hearer, but also doer of the word. So I pray right now that you speak to us, but you also stir something in our heart. And I thank you, God, that you are the God of the second chance. That you're the God of hope. I pray for everybody in here who's looking for hope, who's looking for answers, who's looking for directions, who's looking for encouragement, that you would do it right now. That nobody would leave here without feeling encouraged. Nobody would leave here without being a little bit closer to you. That's my prayer for today. Amen. Amen. So if you hear God's voice, the question is if you're going to... Are you going to follow it? And if you follow it, the question is, are you really sure it is the voice of God? Because if you follow it, you've got to be sure. Like, I love hiking. I love being in the mountains. I've been just two days in the mountains with my wife, and it was awesome. And when you look for directions, and if you ask somebody, you need to, be know, you need to know that you can trust a person. Because if you make one wrong move in the mountains, you might end up at a really bad place and then the, the weather changes. The weather changes quickly in Switzerland, in the mountains. It's dangerous. So you better know where you're walking. So if you hear and you, you hear somebody say, I'd go this way, you need to know. And you know, the same way, with, it's, it's with hiking. You need to know where you're walking. When we, do, when we make decisions, I mean, it sounds funny, but it's, simil- it's the same with when we follow God's voice. Because there are other voices. The Bible says that there is also the voice of the enemy. There is the voice of Satan who also, also, he also speaks. You know, he sometimes like whispers in your ears like, you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? You're never going to do this. Look at you. You're definitely not as, worth, as much worth as the other person. Nobody will. Did he really say that? Oh, you know what? You're going to just you know, embarrass yourself. You can never do this. You look at you. Who do you think you are? The voice of the devil is also here. 
You know, and over the last 15 years, I've gotten a lot better in, in distinguishing the voices that I hear, the thoughts that I hear. But every once in a while, I have to admit, I'm still following the wrong voice. I still accommodate thoughts of like, you're not good enough. I still sometimes follow like, mm, look at you, like self-pity or low self-esteem. They're not voices of God. And so the Bible is very clear and says, hey, test it. In, in 1 John 4, 1, it says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out in the world. I reckon when we are so eager in following the voice of God, we got to be aware that we might one day make a mistake. And you know what? You, you might think like, oh, that's not terrible. I think it's definitely not good. <laughs> but it might happen. It just, it might happen. I've just talked to somebody in church who came up to me and said like, I feel God has told me after that person just took up a new leadership role and after a couple of months of instructing, I, was like, I just told, God told me that I should quit again and I should leave church. And I'm like, you're really awesome, but I doubt that this is from God. I just doubt it. She can do it in a person. She can totally do it. But I, I, I thought, you know, sometimes we hear, sometimes even we say it's, we use, oh, this is from God, but actually it's just our own ideas or our own insecurities or our insecurities are stirred up from the wrong voices. So we got to know, are we really following the right voices? Sometimes, Stuff just as, seems a lot more comfortable doing the other way. You know, like I had, I'm always just, I somehow cannot understand completely when people divorce and then use the voice of God or God's command as a way to make it right, to justify it. I just don't understand it. I don't get it, but you know what? It happens. It happens. It happens with awesome Christians. But you know, there's one verse that so speaks to me in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, 12 because it, you know, appears. So this seems, it appears right for those people. Hear what it says here. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. Even in love that the heart may ache, and in rejoicing may end in grief. The simple believe anything but the prudent give thoughts to their steps. They sometimes say there is a, a way that appears right. But actually if you give thoughts to it, you realize this is not right. This is definitely not from God. But it feels right. It appears right. I'm not sure if you have been in a situation where you realize, oh, this is feels right. But you actually realize this actually is not right. So how do we know? Good question. Glad you asked. How do we know? I have four filters. And you know, some of those filters you, have, you might have heard already if you have been here 
the last couple of Sundays, good on you. Otherwise, a good reminder. So if you want to write them down, four ways to test the voice of God, very simple, but they help me personally. And afterwards, I want to go straight into, and what if we know it is the voice of God? But first, let's look at the, the four filters. The first one is, I've already talked about it a lot, but it's, does it align with the Bible? The Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So God will never, you know, if you think that he has said it in the past, he will not in 10 years down the track suddenly say, no, I, don't, I, have, I totally have a different opinion now. He will not contradict his voice. So if that's his word, he will not say, tell you anything else. The second point is, does it make me more like Christ? Would Jesus do it? Does it make me more like Christ? You know, like the thing is, all the fruit of the Spirit, you can test them. So if, if your decision doesn't look like generosity, if your decision doesn't look like patience, if your decision doesn't look like peace, kindness, friendliness, love, it probably is not from God. It just helps you. Does it make you more like Christ? The fruit of the Spirit, they help you to become more like Christ. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're challenging, but awesome. Because they always tell me, there is still a way of transformation in your life. Amen. Hey. I don't, I don't read, we have this post at home with all those fruit of the spirits, really typo nice. And sometimes I look at them and I'm encouraged, sometimes I'm confronted. Um, but they're good. The third thing, do godly friends agree? Oh, I love that. In Proverbs 12 verse 15, it says, the way of fools seem right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The wise listen to advice. You know, sometimes pride is in the way. Sometimes because we like, oh, I can make all, all decisions myself. I actually more and more like, prefer making decisions with the advice of others. You know, I prefer it because it's actually wisdom if I ask for advice. It's not like, oh, you actually, oh, you're such a baby Christian. You need advice. If you're a real Christian, you do not need advice. If you're here, just do it. Don't get any advice. Don't get any feedback. Just do it. That's pride. God has given us a family. And for, there's not just, it's not just by accident that we are born into a godly family. And sometimes we might hear wrong. Hey, no problems. You're still a Christian. Still God loves you. Sometimes we have such a difficulty to say, oh yeah, I made a mistake. I thought it was from God, but it was not. Thanks for telling me. Hey, no worries. No worries. But let's be these people and say, all right. That's why I love small group. That's why I love, I love being in a, in a friendship of accountability. When, I, when they see me going down the wrong track, they tell me, you're an idiot. And they have all the right to tell me that. You know, we need that advice. We need that feedback. Do godly friends agree with that? And 
The fourth one is, do you have peace? Do you have peace in making a decision? When you feel like God has told you something to do, do you have peace? Peace. Oh my goodness, today it's difficult for me. Peace. Do you have peace? You know, I don't believe that when God is calling you to do something that is always comfortable. So don't expect comfort. But there's a difference between comfort and peace. So if you suddenly realize, oh, if I make that decision, uh, like, and you stop sleeping, you're always afraid and you're always nervous. Just pay attention. It doesn't mean that it's not from God, but just pay attention. Then maybe go to godly friends. Maybe read in the Bible. Do you see anything written of concerning that topic? But if you don't have peace, all right, that should just be like a warning sign. I'm not saying it always because sometimes it's difficult to distinguish. Is that not having peace or it's just like, I'm afraid this is something new. You know what? That's good sometimes. Do you, do you, get, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Do you have peace? Do you have an inner peace? And I feel like all my decisions are made with marrying my wife, my job, where I live. It was important. I, there's no, nothing in the Bible that tells you in which suburb, which postal court you should live in Switzerland. You know? Yeah, yeah, some say, some say, some say, some say. Where the sun, that you always find a Bible for something. I'm sure you find something for God. But you can also, do you have peace about this decision? Do you have peace about it? So that's four filters. And I hope they help us. So we make good decisions. But I want to go one step further. So once you know this, whatever God has told you is from God, what do you do with it? So you might be in a situation and you're going through a difficult time and you feel like God is telling you, hey, you know what? I'm going to be with you. I'm going to hold your hand. And as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will prepare a table in front of all the enemies. I will, I will provide for you. Trust me. Just keep holding my hands. Trust me. Don't give up. Keep walking. Trust me. He might tell you that. And when he tells you, you actually realize, oh, that's pretty scriptural, you know. That could be my, that might be from God. So I might better trust him. So what do you do if he maybe talks to you like that and you're like short for, for, from like just close away from giving up? Or he maybe has told you something else concerning what he thinks about you. What do you do with that? Well, I just got four, four, four steps um, on my heart. And the first one is pretty simple. Do you trust it? Do you believe it? So if you, if you tested the voice of God, the response needs to be belief. You believe that this is the voice of God. And now, you know what? You, may, you might like think, like, believe. That's like a word we use for everything. Oh, I believe in Allah. I believe in kebab. I believe in mountain biking. I believe in so many things. But trust is as the same origin, word origin. So trust and faith is actually very similar. But trust is like faith in action. So do you trust the voice of God? And I want to show you trust. So Nicolene Page, you want to just come on, on stage quickly. And uh, I want to display trust, all right? Trust. 
So we have here very strong man and a very good wife. All right? So you stand here. No, no, you stand here, right here. And you face her. And you, what, do you want to tell her anything? Paige, you can let yourself fall and I will catch you. Do you, do you, do you, do you believe? Yeah. Can you, can you do this? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you trust him? 100%. All right, show it. Yeah. Are you, are you trusting him? What do you do when you trust him? You fall. All right, do you trust him? All right, that was easy. That was easy. Good try. Now, like, you know, like they have been married already so many months. Do you trust him? Do you trust? <laughs> you know, sometimes maybe God may call you and for a big trust. You know, do you trust him? All right, I'll show you. He can do it. Oh, that was good. Give a big hand. Give a big hand. Suddenly, when you ask yourself, do I trust the voice of God? It becomes more real. Because your trust, your faith is shown in your trust. You know? If you really trust, you will fall. If you really believe what he has to, you're going to do it. So my next point is you obey it. You obey the voice of God. In the Bible it says, Do not merely listen to the words, so deceive yourself. Do what it says in James chapter 1, verse 22. I had, um, you know, something on my heart was a lot about thoughts. And we now talk a lot about instructions. God telling us maybe where we go, what he, what he has in store for us in the future, uh, what he's calling us to. But so often God actually calls us not for instructions, but for identity. I still remember very well when I was in bed and it was that time when I was 18 and had to decide what am I going to do with my life. And I just started a clothing company and I loved it. But it didn't fulfill me. So I would lie in my bed and when I would just meditate on God. That was in a time when I didn't like to read the Bible, you know, because I just realized that grace means you don't need to read the Bible. So I'm like, I'm going to exercise that grace of God. I'm not going to read the Bible now. But then I thought like, all right, there's a God who loves me so much. I better read about that God. Anyway, but I was lying there, not reading at that time. And I was just meditating on God. And, you know, he didn't tell me what to do. But he told me how much he loved me. He told me how much he thinks of me. And that changed my decisions. It influenced my decisions. And you know, so often God speaks to us. He says like, you are awesome. I have planned you. I have good plans for your life. Trust me, you're very valuable. You're very beautiful. You're very costly. You might say, oh, I believe that. Like a good Christian. Yeah, that's written in the Bible. Do you trust it? Do you obey it? Because if you obey it, you will take all the thoughts captive that are not aligned with that. You will start to take those thoughts captive when there is self-accusation, when there is a low self-esteem, when you think like, I can't do this. I'm just not as beautiful. I'm not very valuable. You, you start actually to realize that that's obeying the word, word of God. You know that? 
oh, now suddenly realize, oh, this is actually very, God speaks. He did speak to us so much about our worth. About, and you know, I just got it on my heart. There's so many thoughts that we accommodate that are not aligned with the word of God, with what God is saying. And if we trust him, let's, let's exercise, exercise trust. Let's be people of faith who are like, all right, I'm taking that thought captive and I put it on the, to the cross and I start believing what he says about me. Because what I do, I don't do this because I think I'm an awesome guy just out of myself, but because I realize, you know what? I know if God is with me, I can do it. He has given me all the things I need for what he has called me to do. And I know that he, is, he, th he thinks great. He's very fond of me. He's very, so whatever you guys think, he, God is very fond of me. He actually has gifted me. He thinks I'm beautiful. He has good plans for my life. And you know what? That changes my identity. And my identity changes how I talk, how I walk, the decisions I make, how I dress even. So, I want to just urge you to be people who follow his voice. His voice about what he speaks about us. Because I've seen so many people not living up to all the potential, all that God has called them to be because they don't accept it. They still hear the voice of their earthly dad or mom or teachers that you're not good enough. You can never do this. You're not beautiful. You're not gifted enough. When actually God is saying something completely different. And I know it's not easy. But we can exercise faith. We can just start. I'm like, all right, I want to be somebody who follows the voice of God. Amen. Third point is wait for it. So once you know God is speaking to you and it is His voice, you make a decision to trust it. And because you make a decision to trust it, you make a decision to obey it. But often afterwards, you need to trust again. Noah, remember Noah. Noah, God spoke to him and said, Hey, build an ark. I'm going to bring a flood. And despite everything what people said around him, he said, I am trust that voice of God and I'm going to exercise it and I'm obedient to his voice and I'm going to start building that ark. And when he started building that ark, that, 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 it took a lot of time. And I can imagine that there were a lot of weeks, months, where people would come and say, oh, come on you, you lunatic. This was not the voice of God. This will never happen. And he need to exercise again. I'm like, all right, I'm trusting him. I'm again, I'm trusting him. His voice will never come back void. It will always accomplish what it was destined to. I trust him because he's not somebody that says something but doesn't back it up. I trust him. And so often when we start making a first step in faith because he called us to do something, we don't see it. I remember very well when God has called me to a job and I knew the job was from God, but the job was not good paid. <laughs> but I knew that it says in the Bible, seek first the kingdom of God and he will provide everything else. 
There were so many scriptures that he will provide all my need according to his riches. So I knew he will provide. But I made the decision. But you know what? Sometimes I didn't see it straight away. Sometimes there were days of possibly being afraid. But I tell you, I've experienced so many times, sometimes, like I've experienced the craziest provision stories. Absolutely, like I was in a wedding and somebody would come up to me and just like easily while parking, while passing me, say, check, check your pockets. And then he went. He didn't touch me or whatever, just check your pockets and I would check my pocket and it was $1,000. I had like, crazy stories of provisions. And it just showed me God is faithful. Our job is to hear it, test it, and follow it. And his job is to provide it. And sometimes we might be weak. And that's why we need friends again and say, I'm standing with you. You know what? God has told it, and he will be, he will be faithful to his word. So let's believe together. Let's stand together. So maybe... The step you're in is actually trusting again. Maybe you have been faithful. Maybe you have obeyed it, but you don't see it happen. So I want to just encourage you, don't give up. Don't give up. He's faithful. He's faithful. And the fourth is, see it, reap it, reap the fruit. I love it. When we're starting, like, when we, when we just start hearing his voice and doing it, we will, it will be so exciting. The life will be so exciting. I have um, actually one story. Actually, it was, it's very unspectacular, extremely. But it's just something I experienced. So um, I was in the office. And I want to be a guy who um, puts value on people. So this is what I want to be. I'm not always that guy, but I want to be that guy. Because I know God puts values in people and I want to become more like him. So I'm in the office and there's somebody new vol volunteering in the office like just for one day. And I was preparing or like doing something and the volunteer was behind me. And for maybe an hour we were working in that office. And suddenly a voice in me was like saying like, you haven't said hello to that person. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I haven't said hello to that person. That's not like you. I'm like, yeah, that's not like me. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> so I'm like, I can't just turn around. So what I did, I'm like, I'm going out to grab a glass of water. And then when I come in, I see the person. And then I can go say hello. So that's what I did. Nothing happened. I just said hello. And I thanked that person for being in the office. But you know what? It, showed, it, it, it excited me. Because I realized I want to be a guy who listens to those little promptings of God, of thoughts. You know, like I want, I want to be the guy like, oh, I want to listen. I want to do it. I want to be, I, I want to be quick to respond. Let's be these people. Let's be these people. And I want to end that, that whole series with um, one word that spoke to me about that um, in John Chapter 10, verse 4, it says, it takes again a picture about the shepherd and the sheep. And there it says, when he gets them all out, he leads them and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. I wonder, 
if you're familiar with his voice. I wonder. I want to be a guy that is familiar with his voice. I love that, that, that wording in the message translation. And, you know, don't believe, don't ever believe that somebody who is working at church can hear his voice better. You know, the person who can hear his voice the best is the person who spends the most time with him, who starts to respond the quickest, who gets really used to it, who says, I'm going to be, I'm going to make, I'm going to make it my daily routine. So I want to just encourage you and me in the next weeks, months, year in our life to be guys that are like, oh, I'm excited. Maybe God is speaking to me. Maybe there's a thought. Maybe there's a good thought. And if it's a good thought, it might be from God. So I might just do it. And if it's a, a, a thought that like has a big implication, I ask, for, I read in the Bible. I ask my friends. I, I just start stopping somebody that is like in tune. Somebody that like, I want to listen. I want to follow. I know He will speak to me. I know I can hear Him. We've heard it in the last couple of weeks. You can hear Him. He wants to speak to you. And the question is, are you going to be somebody who follows His voice? And life gets excited. Exciting. Life gets exciting. You know, sometimes He might even tell you, decide yourself. It's awesome. But if we are people that are like, we want to listen then we are people that He can direct. And in the Bible it says He's sweeping and looking over the earth where are people that He can send. Where people say, I'm here, I'm listening. If you want to send me to that neighbor, I'm going. If you want to send me to encourage it, I'm going. If I should move there, if I should take the job, I'm taking it. Here, I'm ready. Let's be these people, amen. Why don't we stand all together? We want to take again time and listen to His voice. And I want to, um, I believe actually that He might even speak to us concerning maybe right today. It's very practical. So why don't we take a moment of complete silence. But before we do it, I want to, I want to pray. God, I thank you so much that you're God who speaks to us. I thank you, God, that you are God who loves us and that you have spoken already so much through your word, the Bible, to us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that right now you will bring, like what you said, you will, you will, you will remember us. You will bring back to memory all the things you've already said. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you would do that right now. You would actually bring back to memory things that you have already said. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak right now about concerning things that you just maybe think about us. Speak to us what you think about us. I invite you to speak to us maybe what, what do you want to do with us, with our lives. We are here and we want to be your hands and feet. We don't want to do our own thing. We want to actually do what you have called us to do. We want to think what you have told us to think. We're going to speak. We want to speak what you have told us to speak. And we need you for that. 
So just speak, Holy Spirit, right now. Sometimes I wonder, when everything fails and fades away, what does remain? Why do we come to this place from near and far? Because at the end of the day, there is nothing else that remains. What would it look like to face the consequences of something so radical? What would it actually look like to follow Jesus? Friendships may fail, heroes may fail, eventually riches turn worthless. He stirs a thirst for truth, compassion and love. Nothing that this earth could ever quench. What is it that we can truly build our lives and hope on? There is one thing and one thing only when it's all said and done. He alone is our solid rock, our center and our foundation.